the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your deposit up to one hundred dollars that's sleeper.com slash sgp and of course make sure to download the sgp and app it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts driver start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. We are fresh off of the longest race, literally the longest race, not just on the schedule, but in NASCAR history. And it is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Rod Gomez, Cody Zeeb here. I promise that this show will not be as long as the race last week, but boy, did we get treated to not just bonus action, Cody, but like super bonus action last week. The uh, Coca-Cola 619 and a half mile race. <laughs> oh my God. How but, vicious uh, yeah, was that? No, it was, and it was not a dull moment during the race either. It was action packed and man, again, this new car. I mean, there's been a few tracks like Texas where it didn't work so much, but most of these tracks, oh, it's just, it's been so good. The racing's been good. It's been difficult for these guys. You got guys like Larson and Elliott spinning out and losing it. I mean. I've been loving it. <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh, but it was, yeah, you're right. It was 619 miles of just sheer excitement from from basically green flag to, to checkered flag. And uh, to me, I don't know that I want it any other way from now on. I think we're spoiled uh, as we enter the, what, second part of this season now, really. And just, it just, to me, I think that all the adjustments that they've made so far, the sport has, this time has gone right. I mean, in the past, we've seen it backfire on them and we've seen the drivers complain, but, you know, drivers are going to grumpy and they're going to grump and they're going to they're gonna gripe about certain things. But I think on the whole, as a fan, we really are witnessing some great racing lately. We've been spoiled this year. I mean, the racing's been so good. We don't have, we're over halfway through the regular season and we don't have anybody that's won more than two races. It's been spread out. It's been, and, and there wasn't a ton of green flag racing in this race, but something I keep noticing is you see these guys jump out to like a two second lead, maybe a little more than that. When last year that would have kept growing and growing and been 13 seconds, they just run away. Like, and it seems like that's almost the threshold of once it gets to about a two second lead, all of a sudden second place starts running them down. And we constantly saw that 
again, I mean, we've seen it recently within a lot of the races, but again, this week with Larson, it looked like he was going to pull away there at the end. And then Briscoe starts running him down and he runs him all the way down and he wasn't on newer tires or anything. I mean, it just, these cars seem to be so much more equal back to that level playing field that we kept hammering on at the beginning of the season. It truly is. And we've seen it. And again, it's just it's different guys. And this race was almost more of a survival of the fittest than anything, <laughs> which is the intentions of it being the 600 mile, the, the super long race. But again, yeah, NASCAR, I mean, they've really given us a great racing product this weekend or this year. And again, we saw that this weekend with just amazing racing throughout the race. It was always, always something different. Nobody dominated. It was always, you know, this guy looks like he's going to win. This guy looks like he's going to win. My Austin Dillon 50 to one had a chance at the end. I was freaking out. I was, oh, I was, I was like, oh, I'm going to be so happy. I added that. Ah, oh, so close. And then all my picks got taken out in that wreck, but. Yeah, we'll, oh, well. <laughs> we'll definitely get there. But the weekend did not start with 600 miles. No, 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 sir. It started <laughs> with the truck race. And there was a lot of action as uh, as we move to recap our bets from last week, as we always do uh, at the start of the show, because we want you to know that we keep track as well. Cody, man, let me tell you, we <laughs> that truck race, I mean, it was it was the same. I mean, if we would have known that that truck race would have been the heartbreak that we would have uh, endured in the 600, I probably wouldn't have watched the 600. But yeah, that truck race had everything, right? And and it started with your bet, which was Ty Majeski over Grant Enfinger. And look, that bet felt like it had a chance to hit. Unfortunately, Enfinger finished second in that race after a ridiculously crazy ending. Majeski dropped back to 13. I mean, Majeski was on the pole, Cody. That 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 had everybody going, right? Yeah, I mean, he started the weekend looking great. He's one of the fastest cars. I mean, both the guys that we picked in our truck series bets started first and second. It's like, okay, here we go. We're obviously on to something. And Majeski looked good. It just, again, there was pretty crazy shakeups and all that in that truck race and didn't work out. But uh, I still I still feel like it was solid. Obviously, right on the rack, he was very fast and looked good. And I think Jeske's got that win coming here real soon. He does. He does. And again, maybe were it not for that ridiculousness at the end there, uh, it would have happened. Because, I mean, look, <laughs> Chastain only led four laps in the entire race. Uh, that's as many laps as uh, Majeski had, had uh, led to. But, you know, Majeski spent 99% of the laps inside the top 15. It was a fast car all day. We knew it. Just unfortunately did not get the opportunity at the end to show it. Same goes for my guy. I picked Zane Smith over Ross Chastain, and Zane led 52 laps. Looked like the car to beat, or the truck to beat, rather, all night long. And then it just, you know, it fizzled. It was bad pit strategy. Uh, never could kind of recover from that. His car was not fast in the, in the pack. It was better in clean air. Or his car. I keep saying car. His truck was better in, in clean air and not in the pack. And it just, you know, he, he battled. He battled back. But obviously we know Chastain finished more, <laughs> better than him. Yeah, again, just getting caught up. Caught up in the wrong stuff. Zane Smith looked like the truck to beat. He he was, had the best truck out there, I think. And, uh, man, I after what we saw with Chastain last week, I didn't expect much from him. And he just... He was so unimpressive, and we talked about that on the pod last week. With we didn't really think we'd see much out of him, and he turned it on. I mean, it, it wasn't like he was a dominant truck up there up front all night, but 
in the right place at the right time at the end, put himself in position and and proved us wrong, I guess. I mean, look, he was hanging with the lead trucks, but here's the thing. Hosevar had a gigantic lead, and were it not yeah. for that wreck with four to go, we would have been talking about Chastain. We would, I mean, Zane still wouldn't have finished over Chastain, right. but at the same token, like, Chastain would not have won that race. That was so heartbreaking, man. He, oh, he had it. He was running away from him. Dude, I love that guy. He's such a good kid, such a good racer. He's got such a future in the sport. Like, he, we were talking in the Slack channel. He's going to be a, a podcast favorite, I think, as he climbs the ranks. But, uh, dude, he was he was doing so good. He was killing everybody and, and should have won that race. Again, that late caution that just always throws the – Throws a wrench in things, and it didn't work out for him. But uh, and two and man. two trucks that had nothing to do with anything. They that's were always, so far. Yeah, it just it's always the case, oh, isn't it? It's always man. one of those guys in the back. And I mean, uh, and you can't really even blame. I mean, you can sort of blame Ryan Priest, but at the same time, Hosevar was loose. He he kind of drove up into Priest. Priest probably could have given a little more room. There was still room against the wall, but I mean, look, it just that whole thing should not have happened. Hosevar had a yeah. seven, almost a seven-second lead. That that just should not have happened. So uh, heartbreak uh, gives Chastain the the win over Zane Smith, and not to mention a couple of bad calls in the in the course of the race. So yep. uh, we won't uh, we won't go deeper into that one. Your uh, bet for uh, Austin Dillon over Brandon Jones in the Xfinity race, Poor man. man. Oof, I yeah. <laughs> he ended up wrecking, so it makes me feel better that he finished worse than him. I wasn't off on Brandon Jones. I mean, Brandon Jones finished 16th. He didn't look that good. But I thought Austin Dillon, I mean, again, we talked about Reddick had won in that car the previous week. You know, RCR, Dillon's good at that track. Again, he showed us on Sunday. He was in the mix at the end, but he just did not look like what he what I thought he would look like the whole race. And I, yeah, big miss on that one. I, I had him to win also just to cover the next, the next bet. Let's get all these losses out of the way. But, uh, <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> but yeah, I just, I totally missed on that. And he, that 50 to one redemption on Sunday would have been nice, but uh, not, not to be, but uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Jones didn't have as good of a race as I thought, but like I said, uh, Dylan just looked real bad uh, to be honest. I, he did not look good at all. Yeah. When that car won the previous week, and I know some of the top runners had gotten taken out, but Reddick had still looked good in that car. So, oh well, tough what one. Do you do? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> Dylan's week. Sometimes you just gotta say it was not my week. Yep, uh, exactly. Yeah, uh, the one we did get right was Ty Gibbs over over Noah Gragson. Uh, Gibbs finished second in that race. Gragson finished fourth, even though Gragson led thirty six laps, looked like a good car. Once again, Ty Gibbs finds a way to make his way to the front. So, thankfully, uh, we had that one cash because the rest of the day was just a waste. That's why you're the man to follow for Xfinity. I told you I wasn't big on that one last week. I wasn't sure. And you were right again. So, uh, follow Rod on, on these Xfinity bets. He knows what he's talking about. I was close to right on Gibbs winning. Obviously, he finished second. It was a really close finish, too. So, Gibbs really had the opportunity to win there at the end. Just could not pull it through. Of course, you had Dylan. Uh, and let's, uh, yeah, I mean, again, when you look at, at the way that these races shook out, it was just a, a very, attrition was the name of the game, a lot of wrecks, a lot of folks just jockeying for position. So, I mean, 
you know, I, the research, like we always say, was there. Uh, we, we definitely can't fault the research, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just the results did not pan out in our favor this week. Yep. <laughs> I mean, look, really, what, what, other, what other type of, uh, of analysis, hashtag analysis can, can we give you on that? But, look, kudos to the Slack channel, man. That was popping all, all weekend long, especially um, over the course of the truck race and the Xfinity race. Everybody wanted to chime in on that, uh, which was fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a lot of, and not to mention Cody, I mean, we didn't necessarily go over our F1 and our, and our Indy car, uh, bets. Yeah. Shit. We did better on those this week than we did in NASCAR. We should have actually done that. (laughs) Maybe we should have covered those. Let's go back and start this over. Uh, (laughs) We're just going to cover our, uh, open wheel racing. Let's rewind from last week (laughs) real quick. Yeah. I mean, you nailed, you nailed the classified finishers, right? Uh, I, I missed out on the. Um, fastest pit stop by like just a touch, man, and it was yeah, it was close. Especially for the odds you got it at, it was close. Yeah, yeah. But yeah I had the had the over that over classified finishers. It wasn't even close again. That's been one. I hope they keep putting it at what they've been putting it at because that's been one I've been hitting every week and it's been looking good. Uh, Leclerc, 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 whatever we decided his name was to get the pole. He got that. I had him to win. He was looking good. Kind of got screwed there at the end with the the pit, yeah, the pit whole, stops and yeah. all that. It just it's hard to pass on that track. So once he kind of lost it, he he lost it. But uh, and the clock yeah. too at the end. I feel like the clock really yeah, screwed that everything. Whole thing up. was yeah. The ending of that was just not exactly what I wanted. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> imagine if NASCAR did that. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. they've had to shorten races because the lights. You know, there's no lights or something. But uh, and I feel like I feel like the clock screwed up the the winning margin too because it definitely wasn't between oh, five yeah. and ten seconds. Yeah, because so. it wasn't even close before, especially before that red flag late when uh, when uh, that that Haas car <laughs> wrecked and Boy, got that destroyed. Was, that looked pretty bad. So I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you were in the F one chat at all, but uh, Sean Green popped in there and dropped his uh, Haas divided after that car was <laughs> split in half joke, and I thought that was pretty good. Uh, once, obviously, once he's like, I waited until I knew he was okay, and then went with the Haas divided. I thought that was pretty funny, but that yeah, was. Anyways, uh, all right, and then maybe we'll just go over real quick. As far as the Indy was concerned, uh, you had Alex Paulo over Scott Dixon. Uh, that looked like a good bet for a while. It did. I, did that one hit? Didn't it? I think it did. Actually, you're right. No, yeah, did, yeah. No, it didn't look like a good bet because Dixon was dominating the race, and that's then, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it ended up good because Dixon got that. Uh, that late uh, penalty, although, yeah, because Polo ended up third. Dixon came back to finish sixth, which was pretty – or no, that's the – I don't know where I'm at. I'm in the point standings, but – That's all right. Uh, Pato Award actually did finish over uh, Renus VK because VK just got – I mean, those wrecks, man, those were just vicious in the Indy 500. It took, tore some cars up. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, there was some pretty – yeah, some pretty hard hits and some pretty – Crazy, crazy accidents. Yeah. Well, I obviously lost the Jimmy Johnson over Marcus Erickson one because Erickson <laughs> actually took the whole damn thing home. Looked yep. good too, man, at the end, especially at the end. Johnson about cost it cost oh, him the win at the end there sure when did. Johnson wrecked. And yep. My heart broke on that one. Yeah, uh, that was sad. And then Tony Kanaan actually came out of nowhere and just had a hell of a day at the Indy five hundred. Probably his, his career day in a long time, uh, just to prove me wrong and, and yep. make my weekend trash. <laughs> Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Hopefully, we'll do a couple more of those. For, as for novices, I think we did pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, hopefully we can we can hit a few more later on down the road. I think we got a good grasp on on what we're watching. I mean, as long as the, there's cars going around a track, I have a feeling that we can uh, pick our way into a, a couple of good bets here and there. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's pick our way to a couple of good bets this weekend as we get to break down, Cody, a couple of new tracks to the circuit, at least new to the circuit, new to one circuit, whatever. We'll, we'll hash it all out when we come back from break and get you set up with the trucks and the Xfinity races for this weekend of racing. But first, let's talk about win bet. Make sure to get down on wins bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. If you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st of this year, get entered to win in the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at the Encore Beach Club that includes a two-night stay at the Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Everybody get down. Destination draft, ladies and gentlemen. Multiple entries are allowed, and if you wager $1,000 on sports, you're eligible for two entries into the prize draw. There's so much to choose from. All you got to do is download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We are giving away $500 in our NBA Finals Prop Contest. Completely free to enter and exclusively on the SGPN app. Download the app and hit the contest tab to get your entry in. Let's move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. I know you are like me and already have tons of fantasy leagues on there. I definitely use it for mine. It's a game-changing product and it's unlike anything else in the industry. And now... You can even make money on Sleeper because who doesn't love money? I know you do. I know Cody does. I know I do. You can play the over-under game for some cash. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball, hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from twice to 20 times the money you put in. And the reason I'm so excited about this on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy Cody's picks because that's the winning picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. So stop right now what you're doing. Download the Sleeper app now to play their new over-under game. Have some fun with your friends and, of course, make some money on your mobile phone by joining our listener group on Sleeper. It's sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad. Get the 100% deposit bonus match at sleeper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Speaking of copying your picks, Cody, now's a good time to start, guys. If you have not uh, tailed Cody on every pick this season, first of all, you're wrong. Second of all, you're probably losing some money. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, let, let's set up some more winning bets, Cody. As we move to the truck race that is now going to be at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. I got that right, didn't I? I think you did. Good job. Buddy, uh, at the... <laughs> <laughs> at Gateway in Illinois, uh, this this St. Track, Louis, Illinois. <laughs> it is. That's Illinois. always been the confusing thing. Is it's in St. Louis, but it's on the Illinois side. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I, I love yes, how they do that. Weird, but. <laughs> uh, but this is this is not the first time that the trucks have run at this. 
uh, at this track. These guys are familiar with this. This is a staple on their series. Uh, but this is the first time the Cup guys are going to be out there. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Truck Series has come here quite a few times. Uh, and they're just adding Xfinity's been here a few times as well. Uh, but finally, get a Cup Series race. So I think this will be a good one. A new, different track. A little bit of a different style than we kind of have. It's uh, 1.25 miles. So not quite the mile and a half, but not super short either. But it's a flat-shaped track, or a very flat track. It's uh, 11 degrees in turns one and two, and nine degrees banking in turns three and four. So very flat. Uh, it kind of has a little bit of that egg shape, like a Darlington, to it. So I think it's going to be uh, pretty exciting racing. This is, yeah, again, we're, we're kind of in new territory as we've been so many times, not only this season, but over the last couple of seasons as far as throwing dirt on tracks and, you know, turning rovals and or uh, ro or tr uh, ovals into rovals into, <laughs> that's like all kinds of tongue twister. But yeah, I mean, this is another, this is another opportunity for not only drivers to get a, a taste because a lot of these guys have never been on this track before at all. I mean, there's some repeat folks that have, that have won on this track before uh, in, in Xfinity cars, but they stopped that in 2010. So the Xfinity series has not taken to this track since 2010. So it, you know, it's it's Cup, it's whatever. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of unknowns now this week. Yeah, and I, I can't remember which driver it was, but I had heard them ask someone who's won here how they think that that winning here and that experience will translate to driving in the Cup series this weekend, and they said not at all. Basically, like they didn't think it would help at all. I mean, yeah, they ran this. But I mean, back go all the way back to like 2000. Uh, I think 2000, you had uh, Kevin Harvick win here. So he's won here twice in Xfinity's. Uh, Truex has won. Kyle Busch has won. Brad Keselowski, I think, was the last one in 2010. Um, and then the Truck Series, actually, quite a few guys. Harvick also has won here. Bubba Wallace, Cole Custer, Chris Bell, uh, Justin Haley's even won here, and Ross Chastain have all won mm -hmm. on this track. So there is guys that have been around the track and, and maybe kind of know it a little, but for the most part, it's going to be pretty new to everyone. And again, in this new generation of cup car, all of that stuff. Uh, and also it's a triple, there's a triple truck challenge this year. So there's three, three race where they're not allowing any cup or Xfinity series guys to run in the truck series. And this is one of those. So there will be no, no guys that run for points in cup or Xfinity allowed to even race the trucks. So uh, you'll have, no, no, no ringers down there getting that extra, those extra laps and experience. Um, but they are having, dude, I did not write it down, but I think it's like a 90 minute practice session this week instead of the 30 minutes that they've been getting. So these guys will have a little time to work on their cars and kind of get a feel for the track. Um, so that's definitely going to help. NASCAR is doing that with it being a new track for these guys, not, not somewhere they really have a notebook on, uh, for what to do. But the trucks, they definitely have a notebook. They've got a thick notebook. And now with no cup regulars on the track, uh, they're free to move about the egg-shaped track. And really, these trucks on this track, it's it's always a show. You know, it's, it's always that in-between distance. So uh, this should be a fun race, just like all the other truck races have been all season long. And I think there's a lot of great bets to be had uh, for this, this race at all. So, Cody, let us begin uh, with you and your first bet of the night on the truck race. You, we're, we're just picking straight out winners uh, for the truck race because the head-to-heads aren't really there. 
I, I know we had to go searching for even the winners because yeah it was what well, i think of the holiday with the holiday being on monday like the entry list got pushed back so i think that pushes back the the all the odds coming out so a little more limited I mean, we're, we're doing this on Wednesday night. Sometimes we'll do it on Tuesday. So we, we have enough info for most of the series. But trucks, yeah, they only had winning odds out at the time. So, uh, dude, Carson Hosovar, I can't quit him. He was so close. He had the best truck. He, he was right there. He was going to win. You saw the heartbreak when he was sitting by his truck after the race. Then Ryan Priest wants to be a big crybaby about it. And Hosovar was giving him crap on Twitter which I love even more. So uh, Carson Hosovar, he's at plus 1,300 to win this weekend. I think he had the best truck last week, maybe arguably with Zane Smith like we talked about earlier. Um, but definitely at the end of the race, he was the fastest. Like like we talked about, he had like a seven-second lead at the end of that race. He was cruising towards that first victory. He's come so close a few times. He's getting close there. I think Majeski's going to win soon. I think Hosovar is going to win soon. And uh, I, I like Hosovar to do it this weekend. Again, Chastain won last weekend in a Nice truck. He's in a Nice truck, so they're definitely they're on it right now. And uh, the way he looked, I like him to win. You got to think that there is a certain level of revenge that Josevar is after. Not not necessarily on on Priest. I'm not saying that he's like hunting for Priest's head because obviously he's probably going to let that go. But by the same token, you know, when you have a seven-second lead, when you've got a car that you absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are going to just kick the tail out of everybody else and, and something happens behind you, you double down your efforts, you know, in the next the next uh, race. And so, for me, yeah, Josevar's that guy now. He's on a mission. He, 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 t- he tasted it. He tasted victory. You know, he was so only yeah. four and he, laps And he reminds away. me... He reminds me a lot of uh, Ross Chastain from a few years ago. Chastain was kind of up and coming still, running really good in the trucks, and he would have some good races and get so close, but he didn't quite win. He didn't quite win. He didn't quite win. And then, like, once he put it all together, now you see where he's at in the Cup Series with being one of the best, most consistent drivers this year. Like, I think Josevar is kind of on that same track. And we saw it a little bit last year. He had some good finishes. He had a lot of learning experiences. But I think he's going to put all that together here real soon. And, uh, and uh, I think he can get it done this weekend. I think so, too. Josevar finished eighth in last season's race here at what they call Gateway. And uh, his first time out in 2020, a 15th place. So he's steadily gotten better in the two starts. Uh, top yep. 10 if last time. he can time. improve another seven spots like he did last year, then uh, he'll be right about the right spot. I concur. I love me some Josevar. So. Uh, plus at those odds, man, those are those are good odds. What plus thirteen hundred that you found? I, I would definitely for a guy that almost won last week yeah. uh, with the in the dominating fashion he did at the end of the race. Yeah. I love it. All right, I am picking Stuart Friesen to win. A familiar name to folks who listen to the show because they know that I've picked Friesen in the past. I'm covering the CFL now, so I guess I gotta wave my Canadian flag. The guy. Uh, listen, over here at the Worldwide Technology Raceway, uh, his average finish in the trucks is a 6.3. Uh, in 2021, he finished fourth. In 2020, he finished fifth. In 2019, he finished third. Dude has been there at the end of all of these races. And, you know, he, he's coming off of a win two weeks ago in Texas. Last week, obviously, in all the madness, he ended up finishing ninth. But, you know, he's a fast truck. And I, I think... This is a track where, obviously, you know, he's he's there. He's in the top five every season that he's raced in this track. So he knows his way around. We talked about the cup drivers may not have 
a notepad on this truck, but the truck drivers do. And Friesen is definitely keyed in on this track. Uh, he, he's won, so you know he's fast. Uh, and, and I just think he's one of those trucks every week to watch for. And this is going to be a good track for him to get back on the winning track and, and put himself back in the mix at the very least, uh, hold his own till the end and, and wait for madness to happen around him. You know, so we'll see, we'll see how that pans out. But yeah, I, I think Friesen at plus 1100, uh, also a good place to sprinkle some money. First of all, let's not brush over the CFL. Uh, Broad has a new podcast, the CFL gambling podcast. So uh, if you've never watched the CFL before or you don't follow it, you don't have to. Just listen to Rod. He's going to give you some winning bets. And uh, that's all we're here for anyways. Right? Join the so, CFL uh, Slack channel as well. It's it's definitely yes. popping in there too. I need to. I don't know if I'm in that one, so I need to jump in there. But uh, no, I love this. The Stuart Friesen plus 1100. Again, great odds for a guy that's been running extremely well. He's had good trucks week in and week out. They really have that program figured out. He's been doing good. He's one of those through and through racers. He's racing all week, wait, wait, getting stuck in airports, trying to get to races tracks, having other people qualify for him uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a great bet again, plus 1100 great odds for a guy that's been running good, running, running very well. He's already won this year, so he's going to lay it all out there. I love that one. Well, and then, you know, you look at the favorites and obviously the favorites are, are going to be the John Hunter Nemechek's of the world and stuff like that. But uh, I, I really, again, I feel like there's more value just like you. I mean, right there in, in the lower ends of this this uh, favorites list with Kosen, uh, Harsavar and Stuart Friesen, two names that you see at the leaderboard, but for some reason the books just don't seem to recognize that they're there. So go for the value in this instance. It's like Ross Chastain every week in the Cup Series. Like... Just not being respected. These guys aren't being respected. So take advantage of it while you can get it. And we've seen it this year. Like, it's not the favorites every week. It's not Larson winning 10 races in a row. It's not uh, John Harnemichek winning all these races like he was last year. Like, there's so much more parity this year that sometimes the favorites are good. And you know, we'll touch on that later. But not always. And in this case, I think that not taking one of those favorites is the right move. So these are guys that are on the top of the leaderboard every week. They've got good trucks. They've shown they can win or very close to win. You give them a great odds. So I love both of these guys to win and I'll definitely be taking both of them. All right. And that will close the book on the gateway portion of the truck race. Uh, we'll circle back to them after the break for the cup race proper, but let's move over to the, Pacific Office Automation 147, and if it sounds like it's a different, uh, completely different track, you're thinking how they're going to run 147 laps around. They're not. The Xfinity Series is going to be in Portland, and they are going to be racing on a road track this weekend. One of those weird instances where the, the, the series are not in the same place at the same time. Uh, it very rarely happens, but this is one of those times where the uh, the Xfinity guys are going to go road racing while the Cup guys stick around in an, on an oval, as it were. Yeah, exactly. And because of that, it will be non-live pit stops for the Xfinity series. They do that often when if one of if the trucks or Cup or trucks or Xfinity is not with the Cup series and they're racing somewhere else. Doesn't happen a lot throughout the season, but it's every once in a while. The trucks will be at Knoxville Dirt Track here in a few weeks. They'll be separated from the Cup Series, and they do that where they, because most of these Xfinity and Truck Series teams are pitted by Cup Series crews, it would be a pain in the ass to get them, have them pit the trucks in St. Louis, 
fly them to Portland, pit the cars there, fly them back. Like all that's just, it's too much of a hassle, too, too expensive and all of that. So it will be non-live pit stops. I think it's going to be end of each stage. They're going to give them three minutes to go in, you know, they'll red flag the field, pause it. You get your spot back, you go in and just the guys that are at the track working on the cars will, will make the changes and all that stuff uh, during that time. So again, not something we see often, but something that's very normal for NASCAR to do when the lower series are not with the cup series, which again, we don't see often, but, but happens every once in a while. So that's just something to note um, as far as that. But yeah, first time the Xfinity series has been on this track in Portland, uh, kind of reaching a new market. NASCAR's not really gone all the way to the Pacific Northwest like that really ever. I don't know that, or, or at least not anytime recently. So uh, it's going to be different. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Uh, I think we don't really know what to expect. And uh, yeah, that, that keeps it even more fun. Well, and what makes this interesting is that, you know, a lot of times we, we look at the road courses and we, we take Sonoma into example. We take Watkins, Watkins Glen. There's a lot of, I don't want to say elevation change because it's not like it's, you know, you're going up gigantic hills. But it, it's a, a lot more uh, rolling than most tracks. But this this Portland track is a flat track, basically. And it's it's there's not a lot of ups and there's not a lot of downs. And it runs clockwise. Uh, it's a it's a one point nine four five mile twelve turn track. So uh, there's a, a straightaway that's kind of broken up. Think of it; it looks like a shoe. To be perfectly honest with you, if you look at it, it looks like a croc. Uh, but it has it has sort of an indentation on the bottom of that croc. So there's a pretty long straightaway, but it's it's indented in. Uh, but the rest of it just kind of looks like a croc. So they're going to be racing around the croc. Uh, as it were, the Xfinity guys. And, uh, you know, we know road racing takes a, a certain level of skill, and uh, a lot of these drivers are not necessarily road racing experts. But what's interesting, Cody, and we'll talk about it here in a second, they're bringing in some road race ringers. They are bringing in some road race ringers, and I think we disagree on uh, on how those road race ringers might do. <laughs> I love it. Well, then let's get right to the meat of the matter because we are going to break down your first bet for this. <laughs> Look at you. This is <laughs> Did you just see that for the I first time? I just saw it for the first time. How funny that so is. So again, if you're new to the program, we don't talk about our bets beforehand. We may figure out our bets, and then we get in the document, and we put them in. <laughs> and so Rod beat me to it this week. He's got his bets filled in, so I had written all mine down. I go to enter them. I'm typing in the first, the truck series one. I get over to the Xfinity series one, and I go down to my column, and I look up, and I go, huh. He has the exact same bet as me, but uh, we picked different guys. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be uh, going head-to-head -head on this. This is a first, isn't it? In I think this is the first time we've had the exact same bet. Uh, with Yeah, it's a head-to-head -head and, and different sides of it. In so. 20 episodes, this is the first time that we've ever gone. I, I would probably side. just uh, go ahead and bet the guy that Rod likes because nah. we've seen he's better at Xfinity. But, uh. All right, let, listen, then make the case for this. While I'll lay the bet out, <laughs> you make your case, I'll make mine. Uh, right. It's actually a, a guy that they're bringing in, Connor Mosak, and he is a Trans Am driver, and, and he drives for the Arca Series as well. Uh, over, or, so we, we've got him pitted against Sheldon Creed. We both found Sheldon Creed and, and Connor Mosak in the Xfinity at minus 110. But, Cody, which side did you fall on and why? So I fell on the Connor Mosak side, and mostly because Sheldon Creed has had just about the worst luck you could possibly have this year. Uh <laughs> 
man, it's just every week something goes wrong with those guys. He's having trouble. Uh, so, yeah, I, man, I, I like Sheldon Creed. He did so good in the trucks. I was excited for him to come up to Xfinity. But he's just – it's been like Tyler Reddick in the Cup Series where even when he's looked good, he's not performed well. And so I'm mostly just fading Sheldon Creed here. But Mozak, I mean, this is going to be his first Xfinity Series start, but it is going to be in the Joe Gibbs number 18 car. We've seen Joe Gibbs has speed. Um, he's obviously from a road racing back uh, background uh, with the Trans Am cars and that. Now a full stock car is a little bit different. So we'll see how we translate exactly. Um, mostly just fading Creed here because of the bad luck and because of how things have gone. But I think Mozak will be will be pretty decent. He's running some ARCA races and he's got a couple top tens and stuff there. He's not been super impressive, but he's at least uh, he has at least handled a stock car on a road course and, and no, you know, has a little bit of experience there. So so I like him over Sheldon Creed in that matchup. Well, I, my friends, like Sheldon Creed in that matchup over uh, young Mr. Mosack. And and look, this is what I'll say, right? I, I take a look at what Creed actually did uh, last weekend. Or, or uh, Charlotte, he finished eighth. He finished third place in Watkins Glen in 2021. So, I mean, he's at least a top 10 driver as of last week you're right he's had a lot of bad luck uh but he was he was actually a pretty good uh driver at austin as well this year too so um you know for me sheldon creed gets the nod here because mosak really doesn't have this is his first xfinity start and a lot can catch you in this crock you look back at his five road ca- uh, courses with the trans am series uh, that first one in Florida, Sebring, Florida, he was finished 44th. He wrecked out. Didn't finish at the Michelin Road, Atlanta. He did get fourth place in the WeatherTech Laguna Seca in my backyard in Slade, Kansas. He was sixth place in Sonoma. And then he finished 15th at the Lime Rock Park in Lakeview, Connecticut. So you're right. He's had a limited amount of success in that ARCA series, uh, in the Trans Am series and the ARCA series, rather. Um, but, again... This is his first Xfinity race. I just I think that's a lot to ask of a guy on a brand new track with with brand new equipment and for him. And and look, yeah, right. He's racing the Gibbs 18, right? Trevor Bain, Ryan Truex, John Hunter Nemechek, Drew Dollar, Bubba Wallace rode in Austin. Like those are the guys that have been in that car and they're all fast. So, you know, it's just a matter of can he do this in his first time out versus Creed, who is a series regular. Yeah. And one thing I will say to the road course head to heads that I've really noticed the last few times we've been at a road course is they can flip so easily with last lap spins and stuff. You'll have a guy that's running for the, in the lead pack, he gets spun on the last thing and you have no, you know, they don't throw the caution flag because it's a long course and all that. So you go from second to 30th, just like that. So I wouldn't overload yourself on head to heads on, on this type of track, especially with these more inexperienced drivers and not really knowing what to expect from this track they've never been on. But again, you got to have a little skin in the game, right? And uh, yeah, I'm, I, I like that we're going head to head here. So we're going to need a little, we're going to need a little counter that we keep. Uh, we don't go head to head very often. Obviously, this is our first time. But uh, yeah, we're going to need to need to keep track and see who does better in those matchups. Hey, didn't we give uh, somebody in the Slack channel the task of going back and going through all of our, our uh, you know, the, our, our bets yeah. to see who's who's winning? 
I believe we did. So uh, uh, I think go Bearcats was on, he's uh he's on that. That's his he, he's he's been getting homework assignments every week. It seems like uh, that's been his most recent one. <laughs> I was about to say just go ahead and put the pen down because I already know who's winning this one. It's not going to be me. I guarantee you that. Well, uh, you know that forty to one helped me earlier in the season, but uh, sure as hell did. I, You've had some pretty good ones, too, so I think it's a little closer than you might think. Eh, we'll see. We'll see once the season's over. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's finish up with the the last bet for you. Uh, you've got another head-to-head, which uh, this one I, I love a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to find this one. So it's very juiced up, but, you know, as I always say, you only pay the juice if you lose. So uh, Ty Gibbs versus Sam Mayer. To me, this is Ty Gibbs all day, every day, you know, 100 out of 100 times. So it's minus 165, but again, you only pay the juice if you lose, so you pay that extra juice sometimes on on things that just seem so obvious. Again, like we just talked about, anything can happen. You know, he could be leading on the last lap, get spun, and finish 30th. But Ty Gibbs has proven that he is a road course. I mean, he's an Xfinity ace already. Uh, The guy is a future NASCAR star. He's good. He's in amazing equipment. He's got the best of the best at Gibbs. Obviously, look at his last name. So, but I mean, his, his first Xfinity Series start last year was on the Daytona Road Course, and he won the thing. I mean, he's proven time and time again that he's a top Xfinity Series racer, a top road course racer. Sam Mayer has had some great runs lately. He's looked good. Uh, I think I had picked him to win last week, and he didn't quite get there, but he was looking good again. Um, but road courses, he's been all right, but nothing, no crazy good finishes on there where Gibbs has been in the battle every time for a win. And you don't even need him to win here. You just need him to finish ahead of Sam Mayer. So I absolutely, this is probably my favorite bet so far on the weekend that I've, that I've put down on. Oh, that's my favorite bet of yours for sure. I definitely love that. Cause give me Ty Gibbs over the world, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's him. And, and almost nobody else at this point. And, and yeah, if you're just asking him to finish a, a position better than somebody, chances are it's going to happen, uh, unless it's Ross Chastain or, you know, somebody. Not Ross Chastain. He didn't run last week. But, yeah, yeah, I, I'm okay with uh, signing off on any Ty Gibbs bet for that matter. So uh, Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you know, he's one of the favorites to win week in and week out, and for good reason. So, and he has, he's been off a little bit the last few weeks, but I think headed back to a road course is really going to help. Um, I mean, he's the second favorite to win this thing at, at plus 400. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Why don't you talk about the guy who's the favorite? I will talk about the guy who's the favorite because this guy is so – we always tell you that it's never fun to tell you to bet the favorites. But in this instance, I got to tell you, there's a reason that this guy is at plus 200. Yes, the value is definitely not as good as some of the other ones, but if we're going to look at folks that are going to win this race, I think A.J. Allmendinger is going to win this race. He is, by all intents and purposes, the road race ringer of road race ringers, right? I mean, everybody talks about A.J. Allmendinger when they talk about road courses, and it's just, it's it's something that happens because he's so good at them. Um, especially if you look back at his, his Xfinity Series uh, track record, he, the Charlotte Road Course has raced there three times. How many times has he won, Cody? Uh, three. three. <laughs> he's won three times on the Charlotte Road Course. The Daytona Road Course, he's made two starts. He's got a top five on that one. Uh, Elkhart Lake, which is another road course, four starts, one win, three top fives. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on. Mid-Ohio, three starts, two. Uh, so, look, Watkins Glen, 
three starts, two top tens. It's just the 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 guy can just race all over the place. Uh, in Austin, two Xfinity starts, one win, two top fives. He's always there at the end. And and uh, obviously this is an instance where the bookmakers were not asleep and they definitely knew that the AJ Allmendinger is just as good as anybody else on road courses. So and that's just his Xfinity series numbers. Like I didn't even go into his Cup series numbers where he's still not bad. He's not winning everything, yeah, but he's not We, we bad. just saw him win a Cup series race last year on a road course. Exactly. So So yeah, you you give me AJ Allmendinger to win at plus 200 the right amount of money is going to get you a good a good payday. So uh, any plus money bet is a good plus money bet, and this is probably one that you can take to the bank. Yeah, but I have zero arguments on this. I mean, he is one of the most elite road course racers in NASCAR period of on all levels. Definitely above. I mean, these two guys specifically, Almondinger and Gibbs, are head and shoulders above everyone else. And back to my thing, just to touch on a little more, I was looking. Gibbs is minus 200 for a top five and you can get him at minus 160 to finish ahead of Sam Mayer, who is plus 120 for a top five. I, man, I just don't understand that head to head line. So if you can find that and, and it's available where you're at, take that please. But, but the Almondinger to win, I love it. I think the only guy that's really going to give him a run for his money is going to be Ty Gibbs. Probably again, like these guys like Briscoe, Sindrick, that we had saw really run with these guys really well before they're not in this race. Um, and one note on Almondinger too, he is racing Sunday in the cup series race at gateway. And so we'll see Ben Rhodes last year's truck series champion will practice and qualify that car for him at uh, gateway. So it'll be fun to see Ben Rhodes get a little time in a, in a cup series car to get the car prepped for Almondinger. So I can easily see Almondinger uh, snagging a win Saturday and then, flying down to St. Louis and uh, putting on a show on Sunday as well. Yep. And and really, again, look at the track. Do yourself a favor. Go look at the track. Go Google it. It's not necessarily as technically, uh, I would say, advanced as a Watkins Glen or even a Sonoma for that matter. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity for a guy like Almendinger to just flex his his, his stuff out there. Uh, and that long straightaway is, is a drag race to the next turn. So. Um, yeah, I like it. I like the odds. I like the guy. I, I'm looking forward to watching this race for the first time ever in Portland uh, because it's something new. And in a season of new, Cody, you just can't give me enough new. Exactly. I was trying to think back to that Cup Series race at Coda that Ross Chastain won. Didn't Almondinger wasn't Almondinger the other guy that was up there with? It was him and Bowman and all, and they wrecked each other. So again, just to speak to Almondinger. Being one of the top road course racers, even in the Cup Series, so. But yeah. I mean, there's a reason they bring him in. There's a reason <laughs> yeah. they bring him in every time. You know, it was almost like Boris said, our uh, mentality right there. Bring in Boris said, yeah. it's a road course. Exactly. Bring him in. Yep, you got it. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we're gonna turn around when we come back from the break, uh, from the stage break, and set up the first race ever of the Cup Series at the Worldwide Technology Raceway in. Madison, Illinois for the Enjoy Illinois 300. But before we do that, let's tell you about Athletic Greens. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens, of course, and their AG1 supplement. What is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all these things. Cost you less than $3 a day. You are investing in your health, and it's cheaper. 
than that cold brew habit of yours. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you may as well be giving away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That is why, folks, I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's literally that simple. You can even use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. So your computers, your tablets, your phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for you with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you got to do, tap one button and you're instantly protected. Good thing about it, you won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP. Use the promotional code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. P. We will be vanishing into our television screens as we watch for the first time the cup car, as we've continued to say time and time again, race around this. Is it an egg shape? I don't even, I guess it's an egg shape uh, track, Cody, uh, around Illinois for the Enjoy Illinois 300. Um, I don't know. Have you, I, I've enjoyed Illinois the last time I was there. Yeah, sure. Illinois. <laughs> Illinois is great. <laughs> I, I think the last time that I was in Illinois, well, maybe I don't know. I was in I was in uh, Metropolis, Illinois once. That was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm I'm from Nebraska. I've been to Illinois plenty of times. It's not that far. I got engaged in Illinois on Navy Pier. That See? was fun. I went to boot camp in Illinois. That was you know not as much fun, but uh, <laughs> no. Uh, you know, I've been to a Northwestern Nebraska game. It's like a Nebraska home game there. So there's there's some fun stuff in Illinois. Some fun stuff in Illinois. Well, we broke down the track for you a little bit. Obviously, it's a 1.2-mile track. It's not your 1.5. It's not your 1. This is one of those weird off distances. And then, it, like we did with the Portland track, Google this track because this track, it's not even a paperclip. It's it's not really an egg. It's just it's yeah, this it's, weird it's, shape. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. a funny shape that's hard to describe. Yeah, uh, it's 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 narrower on turns one and two than it is on three and four. It's almost like a super speedway on three and four, of course, without the banking, and and a short track in one and two. So, I guess if if that's a good way to break it down. Yeah, that's that's about as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> uh, but we will watch these next gen cars run around this uh, enough times to make it three hundred miles. And really, to be honest with you, this is just going to be a lot of learning for everybody. So as we place these bets, obviously, you can't really lean on track record. You can't necessarily even lean on comparable tracks. I mean, 
I, the way the one that I found that was closest, Cody, was I think Phoenix to me was about the closest one that I could get because it was a mile. But yeah, that's going to be, and I actually that's going to the kind of Phoenix influenced a couple of my bets that I have coming up here, along with stuff that happened last week too. But yeah, I mean, three hundred mile race for the Cup Series—that's uh, not something we've seen really hardly ever. That's it's literally half the advertised distance of last year of last week's race <laughs> at, at 600 miles so i know we went a little over 600 but uh yeah we go so we go from the longest race of the year at 600 to uh a shorter i mean obviously on the road courses we're running less miles but but the laps and, and difficulty makes up for it but on an oval 300 miles a pretty short race for the cup series so hey you're used to seeing that in the xfinity uh realms of the xfinity 250 300 in that realm so yeah, yeah exactly. i mean this is almost like a sprint for these guys really and so to be honest with you as you watch this race understand that stage breaks are going to be a little bit shorter and that these guys are going to be really just trying to get everything they can as soon as they can so uh, I think we're in for a wild race again. We yeah. were we had one last week and it was long. Now now yeah. Well, and, that. and we saw last week guys like Larson had literally everything that could possibly go wrong in the first half of the race. God. That was the first 300 miles. Well, they turned it around and and we're good at the end. But at this point, if you're bad in the first 300 miles, then that's it. It's it's over. So <laughs> it's definitely going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot harder to recover. And we've seen a lot of mistakes lately. A lot of speeding. A lot of loose wheels, a lot of running there, pressure too low and getting flat tires. There's been a lot of mistakes, and it's going to be a lot harder to recover this weekend from a mistake. Last week, Larson had 10 mistakes in the first half of the race, and then he was leading and looked like he was probably going to win at the end. So you're going to have to be on it this week. Your picker is going to have to be on it. The, this uh, this uh, pit, pit road is – I don't remember exactly what I had heard, but – it's different. It's going to be, it's a different layout than all the other tracks that they're used to going. So it's even going to be a challenge for the pit crews. It's going to be a challenge for the drivers getting in there. Like everything about this race is going to be challenging and you can't make mistakes. Like we've been seeing a lot of these guys do the last few weeks. Cause you make a mistake. It's going to be that much harder to recover because it is such a short race and there isn't that time to recover from that mistake. Untimely cautions. That, that's really the name of the game. I mean, we, we saw we saw it happen over and over this last week and just untimely cautions. So, uh, again, I, that's the joy and the pain of betting NASCAR is you you can ride the joy of a 40-to-1 and then just the next week completely uh, crack out because of one untimely caution. Yep, exactly. That's what makes it so much fun. <laughs> I know, I know. And that's why I love the fact that these the folks that have, have joined us and that are watching NASCAR for the first time, so passionate, man. Get in that Slack channel. We say it every week, but just the passion of what we're experiencing with some of these first-time NASCAR washers, it, it, it brings joy to my heart, Cody. It makes me feel like we're doing the right thing. Yep, exactly. I love it. Uh, all right, well, let's queue up these Enjoy Illinois 300 bets, and we'll start with a uh, head-to-head for you. <laughs> how quickly how quickly folks fall out of favor for you <laughs> as your first bet? <laughs> well, I, I had one against Reddick last week. <laughs> Again, back to the Sheldon Creed thing, with and, and Clint Boyer even mentioned it on the broadcast. I don't remember what my head-to-head was last week against Reddick. And I think I still ended up losing that. Oh, I was Bowman against Reddick, and I ended up losing. Yeah. But at one point, and that was because of the wrecks at the end. But, I mean, most of the race, Reddick was ahead of Bowman, and then something happened. And even Clint Boyer remarked on the broadcast, 
again, the bad luck just biting these guys every week. So, again, I'm just going to stick with the bad luck. So, Chase Briscoe, he won at Phoenix, which, again, you noted was the most probably comparable track to this one. It's different. It's a little bigger, and it's a different shape and all of that. But most comparable. Uh, Briscoe looked really good last week. There's a good chance he could have run won that race if he didn't do whatever he did <laughs> at the end. That was... Uh, I don't know if that's just a young driver that's that's pushing too hard or what. I, I thought he was going to do with the Bristol Dirt thing where he took out both of them leading the race again. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But he had a good car. He's been looking stronger. Ford's kind of been the lagging uh, manufacturer at this point, kind of. But he's been looking the best of them. Harvick's looked decent for being an old retired guy. What a, That was... <laughs> That was great too. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse said he was just mad because he can't win anymore. <laughs> I want to oh, get man. that soundbite. I want to get that soundbite. We need to get that soundbite and play it on here because, uh, dude, I I busted out laughing when he said that. I was like, oh, he's been listening to the podcast. I've been saying this for weeks. <laughs> yeah. <it's true>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, so Chase Briscoe over uh, Tyler Reddick at plus one ten. You're getting that plus odds again. Reddick is due for a win. He's gonna get one here soon, I think. But just the way that the the second half of the first half of the season has gone for him, it's been bad luck after bad luck. After he should have won Bristol Dirt and cashed my bet, it, it seems like the bad luck bug has just bit him again and again and again. And it's always something, whether it's a mistake he makes or his crew or something on the car gets into the wall, wrong place, wrong time for a wreck. I'm just going to keep riding that until it changes. And you're going to see later on down the road that I can change when I think I should with my bets coming up. But uh, yeah, Briscoe over Reddick, plus 110. You're getting plus money again. Little unknowns here. Riding Briscoe's kind of looking better streak here the last few weeks and, and just running with the, the Reddick uh, troubles that he's been having, the bad luck. And I mean, you, you said it perfectly a little bit ago too as far as they don't have much time to recover from those mistakes. And if Reddick makes one early, even even if he makes it early, it's it's still not a lot of time to come back from. You go lap or two down in this, I mean, who knows how many cautions you're going to get, but yeah, it's just it's a matter of of Reddick just not being able to stay in the mix the whole race long, and that's what you want, obviously, and in a guy like Briscoe who's there making ridiculous moves at the end of the race then yeah yeah as there. long as briscoe doesn't pull what he pulled last week uh spinning himself out going for the lead at the end of the race but uh again the way he ran at phoenix getting his first win there he looked really good uh, he, he's been a little more consistent and again yeah reddick messes up one time that might be it for him again with how we just talked about as hard as it's going to be to recover from anything in such a short race so i'm just going to keep riding with the the momentum both ways with uh, Briscoe trending up and Reddick trending down. Hashtag everybody over Reddick uh, at this point. So, yep, he's the new fade. Fade Reddick is the new <laughs> hashtag. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna have to be. We'll get there in a second, but uh, I'll take my first head-to-head as well. Uh, I, look, give me my I guess new favorite driver, Cody. I, I just uh, he's got me. The, the melon man has me. Even after last week, a, a sad way to end his race last week. Uh, Ross Chastain. Still slowly earning me as as one of uh, my favorite drivers over William Byron. And as much as it probably pains people to hear me pick anybody over a Hendrick driver, 
Look, Byron has also been uh, the product of a lot of bad luck lately. His best finish in the last six races was his win at Martinsville. Uh, he was 13th at Darlington also, but in three out of the last four races, Chastain's won this head-to-head. So, I mean, this is a, a situation where Chastain owns this matchup over the last three or four races. So I'm going to pick the winning side of this every time. Uh, and then we talked a lot about the comparable tracks. Chastain finished second at Phoenix, where Byron finished 18th. So, you know, again, if we're just going to talk about length, possibly, uh, Chastain already has that momentum kind of going for him. And look, he has he was in the mix last week. He was literally a few, I guess, car lengths away from actually trying to be the winner of that race, uh, as, as unfortuitous as the situation may have been for him to be there in the first place. Uh, the fact that he was there spoke loudly to his day because there was a lot of jockeying going on all over the place and it seemed like Chastain was in it was out it was in it was out it I mean he was never far that he was never that far back but at at the same time it was always like all of a sudden here's Chastain now in the conversation and then for a while it was not and then it was Larson for the longest time and then all of a sudden here comes Chastain in the conversation again so look you just got to keep picking Chastain at this point over just about everybody Ross Chastain has been the best, most consistent driver all season long. He's in the mix every week, no matter what kind of track it is, no matter where we go, no matter what the circumstances are. He could have won last week at the Coke 600. He had one of the best two cars at the all-star race until he got you know launched over Kyle Busch's car after that whole ordeal. The dude has been good everywhere we've been. Trackhouse is on it. They Their team looks good. Their cars look good. The Chevys are fast. Everything about him I love. And like you said, at first glance, you're kind of like, yeah, that's kind of a tough matchup because Byron, you know, he's got a couple wins this season, Hendrick cars. But then you look into it, like you said, and it really hasn't been close the last few times they've been out. So, and Chastain hasn't necessarily had some of the finishes that he's probably deserved in some of these races as well. So, uh, again, I, absolutely no arguments here. I love this one. Again, track history, we're not looking at so much. We're not looking at what they've done some of the past few years because we've seen it this year. It's who's hot right now, and there was a time early this season where Byron was the hottest driver for a couple of weeks. I mean, he was the first one to two wins. He started the season off great, but he's really cooled down since then. And Chastain, other than getting caught up in a few bad things here lately, has been the best. He's been up front the whole time. And again, yeah, I love it. I love Chastain again this week. I'm going to pick him again this week to win because I'm going to keep picking it because he keeps getting disrespected in the odds. So, yeah, we'll get to that when we get there. But I love it. Well, it's crazy because, look, if the, if the track record holds through on, on people that I pick to be my favorites, I picked Jimmy Johnson, and then he goes on and wins seven championships. I, I picked the Ottawa Red Blacks. They won the Grey Cup that year. Uh, you know, I, I just I continue to pick winners. So hopefully Chastain is at the end hoisting the cup at the end of the season, and I can say I picked him as my favorite. I would not be surprised at this point. He's been the best driver this season, I, and I don't even think it's close. I, I don't I don't think there's anybody you can put up there in the category of, of week in and week out having the success that he has had throughout these races. he's He's been the best. He's been the best car. And so, yeah, again, I love it. All right, let's get to something where, I, look, I already see. I, I see the exasperation in your face, Cody, as you go to make this next pick. I'm going to mute my mic. I'm going to let you have the floor. <laughs> All right, look, I like drivers. 
I dislike drivers. All right. <laughs> I dislike Denny Hamlin. He's my least favorite driver in the cup series. I didn't put him out there as a pick to win last week. Cause I'm not ready for that mentally. I, I can't do it, but I did sprinkle stuff all over the place. I had the Austin Dillon long shot. I had a Daniel Suarez long shot. They all looked good. I threw in a little bit on Denny Hamlin at plus 650 to cover my losses in case he won. And he didn't deserve it necessarily, but he backed into it. He won. He's been looking good. Martin Truex Jr. Is he even still driving? I don't know. Nobody's seen him. I got a milk carton here with his face on it. He's been missing. But uh, looking back at the few last few races, uh, he was 12th to the Coke 600. Eh, whatever. He wasn't up front ever during that race. Survived the chaos at the end. He was 14th in the all-star race. Nobody ever heard from him there and half the field direct. Uh, he was sixth at Kansas, so, yeah, you know, whatever. But he's not been running that good. Uh, Hamlin won the Coke 600. He was second in the all-star race. He was fourth at Kansas, so he's beat him in the last three head-to-head -head races. He's been looking good. He had a lot of bad luck in the middle of the season. And on the Fade Denny run, hashtag Fade Denny run, it was fun. It was great making, making money. Uh, fading him but i think that we're over that now and that's even though i don't like the guy i'm not it's hard for me to root for him and if i bet on him and he loses then i can just be happy lost uh, i do that with my huskers sometimes in their crappy football team i'll just bet against them so that at, at least if they lose i win something but uh <laughs> but yeah gonna go with uh denny hamlin over martin Truex jr here at minus 110 i just i don't think this is anywhere close denny has had the better car a majority of the season we saw one or two good races out of truex earlier in the season he's not been that impressive he's ready to hang it up dale Earnhardt jr has talked about how he's talked about retirement i don't think he's going to be in that 19 car next year i think it's ty gibbs is going to be running that car full-time uh but we haven't got there yet he hasn't he hasn't announced his retirement but he's de facto retired and that we haven't seen him here lately so again you know, I wouldn't take him if, if I didn't think it was a good bet. So uh, if, if any case is to be made, it's that one. Uh, I don't like picking him here, but uh, it's too good of a bet not to take. And with the way he's been running lately, as fast as he's been, he's clearly been the better of the two guys. So Denny Hamlin over Martin Truex at minus 110. If nothing else, folks, that is the bet to make this weekend because you know, you know how much it pained Cody to have to utter the words, put money on Denny Hamlin this weekend. So, yeah, definitely throw something out that. And, and, and look, I'm going to back your play here because, look, Hamlin started from the pole last week. He's got speed in that car. Those Toyotas looked absolutely fantastic furious in the beginning of that race i mean it, obviously we knew it was 600 miles but the toyotas just had a ridiculous pace out of the gate and and hamlin was was part of that mix and yeah okay i picked truex to win but here's here's the lesson in this guys because we always talk about we're trying to educate you we're not just trying to give you picks right we're not just trying to to sell you who to bet on we're trying to help you to earn a little bit of of knowledge along the way as well we talked a lot early, early, early in the season, and probably even in our Futures episode, as far as this is not the season to lean on track history, right? This is not the season to say, well, they have X amount of wins at this track in the past, because we're starting to see with the guys like Kevin, with guys like Truex, with the guys, you know, that are, that win, Kyle, even Kyle Busch, that have win after win after win on all of these tracks, especially coming up in the second half of the season, right, where they are just dominant at these tracks. 
they've disappeared. They've disappeared because of a new car. They've disappeared because maybe this this style of NASCARs just kind of passed them by. But now you're starting to see why we kind of harped on don't always lean on track history. Look at it, study it for what it's worth. But like if a guy has six wins, that doesn't mean he's going to get a seventh uh, at this track. So Truex is a living example of why I'm not going to do that anymore. Especially and that's the thing week. too is like, I, I don't think the books have fully caught up and you see it even in F1, like F1 again, this season with the cl- uh, classifieds one we've talked about, it's hit every single race except for one. And most of them, it wasn't even close. But if you look back the last couple of years at that track, it hadn't hit. And so I think they're still relying on a lot of the track history and stuff to to make these lines and to set to set the odds and with f1's new car with nascar's new car and the the changing of the guard in these series you can find those little areas where yes on paper these guys race for the same team they've both been good i mean a few years ago we had the big three and they were two of the big three that were winning every race or whatever it was like these guys have been equal in the past but now we're starting to see it and and like we're talking about with most of our bets, we're relying more on recent, the last few weeks over anything, especially over past track history. Not that that doesn't matter, but it weighs a lot less than it has in the past in making these decisions. And so I just don't think they've caught up to the fact that Truex isn't the Truex of two years ago or of even last year. I mean, last year, he, beginning of the season, he was one of the best drivers. And he kind of fell off later on in the season. But now with his new car, I think he's looking at retirement. And I just, I don't think it's for him anymore. And you're really starting to see him fall off. He's still getting some decent finishes. I talked about six a couple weeks ago, but he's not been up there. He's not been one of those cars that's leading a bunch of laps. And we've even seen that with Denny this season. He had a lot of bad finishes, but half the time he led the first half of the race and then he got crashed or, you know, Cody Ware took him out, whatever bad luck happened. But we haven't really seen that from Truex. I, I think we saw it at one or two races earlier in the season. I don't remember exactly where, but. Uh, uh, he looked good, but he's not been impressive as he has in the past. And I think this is a place again, where the books aren't necessarily keeping up with what's actually going on this season and the trends lately, they're leaning more on that past history, which last season when you were picking things was fine, but not this season and going forward where we've seen such a drastic change. I concur. So, uh, all right, let's go on to my next bet where I have got the winning number of the car, you know I love me some winning numbers of the cars, uh, under 10 and a half. I've got this at plus 165. Shop around for a number on that as well. Uh, but look at what this gives you, right? This gives you Chastain. It gives you Austin Sindrick, who won the Daytona 500. Yes, he's fallen off and absolutely can't be seen anywhere else again. But at least oh, you've got to win. He's winner. on this milk carton over here. <laughs> I know, right? Right next to the Truex Martin uh carton uh it gives you kevin harvick it gives you kyle larson it gives you tyler reddick and it also gets now there was an opportunity for me to go under eight and a half uh for just a little bit more but i i wanted that extra cushion because uh give me chase elliott right and in the nine car in this blanket as well i mean at plus 165 i'll take the you know maybe 100 point drop that it gives me just to have that blanket because what you've got in those cars under 10 and a half is you got five total wins out of the 14 this season. So almost uh, just a little under half of the wins this season have come from cars under 10. 
I have one of those cars in the winning mix anyways. So if I'm going to bet the winner and then bet under 10 and give me a little more uh, extra cushion, as it were, to to cover that as well, just in case one of those other guys steal a win, a la your pick, uh, then, then give me that. That way I can at least win some money uh, should that guy cross the finish line. But, I mean... Look, again, we're we're in a situation where we don't really know what's going to happen this this week. Like we just we're sort of uh, flying blind as it were and and you look at what happened in Phoenix and everything where again, like I said, Chastain finished second very easily could he have probably snuck in a first place finish there too uh, and then covered this bet. So, and and Harvick, you talked about it earlier has a couple of wins on this track, actually, as part of the truck race and the, what was it back then? Was it the Bush back then? Yeah, it would have been probably the Bush series. It, it was the, the Bush series, yeah. Back in the early 2000s, Harvick won a couple of times on this track as part of that, so maybe he draws back on that knowledge as far as what he's looking at. Cody says no, whatever. It could happen. He was close to the front at the end of the last race. Damn it, give him some respect there. Uh, but hey, hey, he's a solid Finish in the top five, finish in the top 10 driver. He's just not winning races anymore. Nah, he's not. But like, anyways. Uh, <laughs> like our buddy said, Rick, was it Ricky Stenhouse? Yeah. He's just, he you know, he's mad he can't win anymore. And <laughs> he can't. He can't. So <laughs> He can't. So, uh, yeah, give me the winning car under 10 and a half. I, I like that bet. But no, I love it. I mean, you're getting plus odds and it gives you, again, a bunch of different guys. So if you have one guy, he has problems, he runs into an issue, your bet's just up in smoke. This one, it's not. You get Ross Chastain. You get Kyle Larson. You get Chase Elliott. I mean, those three guys alone make it worth it. Tyler Reddick, he's going to get a win at some point this season. It's coming. I know I have a bit against him. That's just because the bad luck he's been having. Doesn't mean he's not a good driver. Doesn't mean he's not going to be in the mix. He almost won at Phoenix. He could do it. Don't count out Eric Almarola in the 10 car. You got 10 and a half. He's a flat track guy. He won last year on New Hampshire. He always does good on at Phoenix. He's a guy... He's a plus three. Yeah, he's 30 to one to win plus 3000. So I'm not going to add a third bet like I did last week. But when I did that last week, it almost paid off. So uh, maybe take a sprinkle on Eric Almarola just in case. I'll, hey, don't forget, I'll take credit for don't that. Don't forget LaJoy and, and Kozlowski, right? They're yeah. in there too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, Kozlowski's won here in the Xfinity series. So there's yeah, see, that. See? Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know that I would count too much on those guys. I'm but, not counting yeah. on any one of them. But the, hey. the bet covers them if they hey, win. It does. Just in case in case shit gets really weird, <laughs> Corey LaJoy wins a race, you got to cover it, okay? You, you will be a genius for having <laughs> a winning token for that. Then you can say you picked Corey LaJoy to win that race, <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> uh, speaking of picking winners to win the race, uh, let's set up your winners to win the race. I, I already love one of them, right? All right, yep, I got two. Uh, with that, with that Eric Amarola sprinkle, but uh, <laughs> Ross Chastain again, he's 10 to one. What he's been, we just talked about, it. he's been the best driver every week. He's the best driver this season. He's still not the most favorited guy. I, he's one, two, three, four, five. He's tied for fifth best odds to win this race. I don't understand it. I'm going to keep betting him. It's going to start hitting again here soon. He's been close. He's been in contention. Finished second at Phoenix, the most comparable track. He was good last week, had a chance to win. He could have won the all-star race. He could have won at Kansas. He could have won every race this season. Dude's been good. I'm just going to keep riding with him. He's in the number one car, so if you take Rod's bet, you can cash both of them. Ross Chastain, I don't think I need to make any more of a case. 
best guy out there. Take him. You're still getting him at 10 to 1, which again, great odds. Uh, and then I'm going to change it up a little and go with uh, our guy Polly from from the Slack channel, one of his guys, and Chase Briscoe. He's plus 2,500 to win here. Uh, I feel like it's kind of a an out of left field pick, but he won at Phoenix again, the most comparable track we got to this. He he just finished was a second last week, I think, or no, he didn't. Finish. He was running second, could have probably won the race, and got he took himself out. But again. He's run pretty. He's run pretty good. He's already got that first win out of the out of the way. So, like we've seen with Ross Chastain, once you get that first win, the second win comes a lot easier. So, as he puts himself up there a little more, I think he's going to be able to snag another win here soon. He's been looking good. He's been the best of the Stewart Haas bunch. Again, Harvick is going to be consistent and get, he's going to get you good finishes every week. The closer, he's always there at the end. I don't think he has it in him to win anymore. Neither does Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And he's absolutely right. But Chase Briscoe, plus you know twenty-five to one, you're getting them. Those are pretty good odds for a guy that won on a the most similar track so far this season. He's shown that he can wheel it. He looked good last week, so let's ride that momentum. And uh, he's going to be my long shot for the week. I, I can't complain with a Chastain pick. I really can't. He's again, we, you just you laid it out perfectly. He's the guy. He's been the guy. And if there's anybody that's as aggressive as him on the track. Uh, I haven't found him yet. Normally, I don't like that very often in a driver, but for him, it works. I don't know. It's it's weird. Maybe it's it, the water. It does it, it. He just I don't know the way he, the way it is about him. Some guys can get away with it. You know, you look back at a guy like Dale Earnhardt, yeah. the Intimidator. Is I mean, I'm not comparing them obviously, but <laughs> but yeah, some guys can get away with certain things, and and you still love them. And Chastain's such a lovable guy. I I, I absolutely love him, and uh, yeah, I just I can't can't quit him. I'm gonna keep betting him every week. It's a weird, weird, especially thing. at these odds, man. It's just well, okay, not, not getting the respect he deserves, and, and and absolutely right. And even still, when you look at this, the odds makers we've seen what as low as plus four fifty in some of these instances on on some races. My pick to win is Kyle Larson. This will tell you how much of the unknown that these books are starting to to build into this race, especially. Kyle Larson, the favorite at plus eight hundred, right underneath them is it Kyle Busch at plus eight hundred as well, but. Kyle Larson at plus 800. We always tell you on this show that we don't like to give you the favorites because there's not a lot of value in the favorites, but this is an instance where there is value in the favorite, right? Because Kyle Larson is just obviously a monster, and it's right about this time last season that he ended up getting on his hot streak, right? After Charlotte, including Charlotte last year, after he won Charlotte, he went on to win nine races. For the rest of the season. So we know that Larson can catch fire at any point, at any point in the season. And this was it last year. It was this point in the season that he started to catch fire. Like I said, he won nine races, uh, including the race after Charlotte. What happened to Charlotte last week? He was well on his way to winning that race before the madness ensued. And he got caught up in the mix. So had Larson been able to, to stay clean he would have won that race, just like uh, Cody said. Had Larson had stayed in the mix in Texas, uh, like Chastain, it would have been the same story at Texas. He probably would have won the, won the million dollars again. Larson is starting to get good. The bad luck is catching him like it didn't last season, right? So this is obviously a different it, – it goes to show you that that not everything falls in your, in, your, in your path all the time. But the fact of the matter is that Larson continued to keep pushing the whole way through. And if anything, my favorite person in the world is, is Cliff Daniels, his crew chief, who said to him, 
after 300 miles of racing, after a full Enjoy Illinois 300 worth of racing, said to him, you had everything imaginable go wrong for you just now. He's like, but you have half of this race left to turn it all around. And by God, he turned it all around and almost won that race. So uh, if you're going to give me that same fight in Illinois, I'll take Larson to win all day long. That, that was like a Vince Lombardi pep talk he gave him. He's like, your car was literally on fire. We've made every mistake we can make as your pit crew. You've made every mistake you can make as a driver. Everything has been horrible and gone wrong. Now let's go get him. And he did. He was in the mix at the end. Look, like you said, we've talked about it. There's not a lot of value in the favorites sometimes. There is this week. I was this close to taking him as my pick to win, but I can't give up on Chastain. But Larson, again, He's probably the best driver in the series. The results haven't necessarily been here there this year yet, but they're coming. You're not going to be able to hold a guy like that down for very long. He's looked strong the last couple of weeks. Like you said, at the all-star race, he was another, I mean, he looked very good at the beginning of that race before he had the, I think it was a tire go down. He hit the wall or whatever it was. So, and he looked great last week after they got over the issues. So if they can keep a clean race and you get him a plus 800 to win, I think it's one you can't pass up on. I'm going to get down on that too because you, there is value in him at, at those high of odds. Yes, he's the favorite, but when you're getting him at that high of odds, and if he wins this weekend, you're not going to see him above plus 400 again probably the rest of the whole season. So now's your chance to get some value on Kyle Larson, and he's gonna they're going to put it together. Hendrick is the best team in the garage. The Chevys have been fast. He's looked good. They just need to put a whole, whole race together and – you know, saw it. I mean, Joey Logano is the guy that wins all the new races and new tracks. So maybe watch out for him. But otherwise, we saw it last year at Nashville. They went there for the first time. Kyle Larson won. Like you talked about, this is kind of when he got in his stride last year. And I can see it happening again at plus 800. Way too much value there to pass up on that. So I absolutely love that pick. I love it too. Even like quarter units on these winners. These are these are sort of the the bets that you make on these these uh, outright winners because again, we we always say that it's it's tough to hit the outright winners every time uh, and you should make your money more on the head-to-heads and the the prop bets, but yeah, I mean on this one you kind of have to do it. One if you want to throw even an eighth of a unit at and I know Cody probably looked at this bet and said, "What the hell is Rod even nope, thinking?" I love it. I love, love this it? one. Do you really? I do. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I'm okay. fully on board. Here we go. My long shot, and I don't do this. Cody, Cody's like probably saw a nope. second bet. This is like, this is a Cody special yeah, for Rod. <laughs> I had to get down on Cody special. Uh, I wanted to throw a long shot in there too because this is a product of research. You give me too much time to research, I'm gonna come up with like tons of stuff to throw at the board. Uh, the, but this is one I really wanted to throw at the board to see if it sticks. And I've got Bubba Wallace to win at a hundred to one. He is at plus ten thousand. We talked a little bit about familiarity with the track. Bubba's one of probably the only cup drivers out here that has familiarity with this track, even recently, to be honest with you. In 2014, he won the truck race that he was in out here, the only race that he ever raced on this track. He won. He led 85 laps in that race. And Bubba is one of those 2311 drivers that, you know, we just, he was there first. Obviously, we know that. Uh, Denny, the car owner, everybody likes him better than Denny, the, the driver. But Bubba looks good and then just has bad luck, a la Tyler Reddick, a la everything, right? But at 101, I, I think the guy that was running in fourth place last week looking very solid before he got wrecked is in for some good days. You saw Denny 
right? Denny came through, and, and obviously it's not his, the machinery is not the same as far as uh, what it is, but, you know, he's the car owner. So obviously he's probably going to translate a little bit what he learned last week into this week. So and you know he wants to see his drivers succeed. Uh, Kurt Busch looked fast all of of last night too, or last week too, until he got caught up in it. So these twenty three eleven drivers are starting to come on a little bit. And if Bubba Wallace is going to run around a track that he knows uh, that he's won on already, plus he's got. Yeah, we'll keep a lot of the the outside stuff out of this, but I mean he's he's got a big chip on his shoulder going into this race, and I think he'd love nothing more than to stick it to everybody that's that's out there saying anything negatory about him uh, with a win. Dude, a hundred to one is absolutely insane, and this shows you that they've not been watching the races recently. He's been one of the best cars in multiple races, and he the pit crew and everything has made just some of the worst mistakes and he's had some of the worst luck. But again, if they can put it all together, there is no reason he can't win. Those are basically Joe Gibbs racing cars. They're affiliated with them about as close as you can be. I was in victory lane when Kurt Busch won at Kansas and Joe Gibbs was down there and he was just as happy as Denny Hamlin was. And it wasn't even his car that won the race. Like, but he's invested in that as well. They're, you know, they're the only six Toyota teams is the Gibbs and the 2311 cars. He's had good cars. He's had fast cars. You've got all these people that hate him so much, you know, for whatever reasons, we don't need to get into all of that, but he's got that chip on his shoulder. His one win is a rain shortened win, even though I think he fully earned and deserved that win. And he is a NASCAR cup series winner. He wants to win, not on a rain race. He wants to win, not on a super speedway. And it's coming. His time is coming. They're getting there. They've shown a lot of speed. Toyotas were extremely fast last weekend. Kurt Busch got a car, the car in victory lane finally. That team's only in their second year, okay? He's outperformed the equipment he's been in the whole time he's been in the Cup Series race. He had some amazing runs at Petty. And Petty has notoriously been a bad car for years. Uh, they've looked pretty decent this year with Eric Jones up and down, but... They're not a top-tier program. He had some great runs in that car. He's done an amazing job at 2311. Again, some bad luck, some big mistakes, but 100 to 1, massive, massive, massive value here. And you, you guarantee I'm getting down on that too because he's due. It's going to come just like Redick. He's getting close to getting that non-super speedway first win or whatever you want to call it. But it's coming, and it's coming soon. And he's looked really good lately. And uh, yeah, absolutely, fully on board, fully endorse your your uh, long shot special this week. Yep, shop around for that price too because he's actually at plus six thousand other places. But make sure you you get him at his plus ten thousand. Uh, he's at plus seven fifty for a top five finish. That might be a good hedge as well. So uh, yeah, I mean that that's one of those. I just had to give a Cody special in there because I don't normally pick long shots on the show. Uh, but this guy, when I was doing my article for uh, SBR, I thought... No way. Definitely shop around. He's at uh, plus, plus 20,000. What? what? Oh, my book. gosh. Yeah, shop around. Bubba Holy Wallace hell. Yeah. You better edit that. We're giving you credit for plus 20,000 if that is. Uh, edit, I'm, I'm, I'm going to edit it for you in the notes right now. I was like, I won't even edit. All right, we'll give you plus 20,000. 200 to 1 for Bubba Wallace to win. 
Uh, I love it. All right, well, let's recap the bets for you. Get out your pen and pencils as we recap both, or all three, actually, of the series actions uh, for you because we didn't do it to close out the second uh, stage, so we'll just do it now. Uh, Cody has... Carson Hosevar to win the trucks at plus 1,300. I've got Stuart Friesen to win the trucks at plus 1,100. Cody and I are on flip sides of the Sheldon Creed and Connor Mosack bet. Uh, Cody's got the Mosack uh, side of this to win the or over Sheldon Creed with the Xfinity race at minus 110. I've got Sheldon Creed over Connor Mosack uh, at the same price. Uh, so pick your battles there. <laughs> Probably go with Cody. I don't know, whatever. Uh, and Cody's got Ty Gibbs over Sam Mayer for the Xfinity race at minus 165. I have got AJ Allmendinger to win the Xfinity race at plus 200. Bank those. Get some money as you head into the Sunday race where Cody has got Chase Briscoe over hashtag Faye Tyler Reddick at plus 110. I have got Ross the Melon Man Chastain over William Byron at minus 110. Uh, Cody has got hashtag no longer fade Dennis Hamlin over Martin Truex at minus 110. I have got the winning car under 10 and a half at plus 165. And then, of course, our race winners. Uh, Cody loves him. Ross Chastain to win at plus 1,000. He's got Chase Briscoe at plus 2,500. I have got Kyle Larson to win at plus 800 and the super long shot that continues to grow by the time we even finish this show. Uh, Bubba Wallace at plus two, uh, 20,000 at a 200 to one odds, man. That's wow. I'm wondering what it's going to be like by the time people get down on that. I love that bet at plus one, whatever, plus a hundred, whatever a <laughs> uh, hundred to one. I loved it, but 200 to one, man. Find that number, folks. Go hashtag value. Go look it up. Uh, all right. Cody, are you ready for just... Uh, look, last weekend we had... I watched... What was it? 600... I, I watched thousands of miles of racing. That was a lot week. of racing. That was a lot. We're not going to watch quite as much this weekend, but are you ready for some new tracks? I'm ready. Hey, we got all three series in action again. Some new tracks. They're running on different tracks, too. So, I mean, you, you get a preview view of gateway with the trucks and then you get the new road course with xfinity and then cup guys for the first time on that uh on that gateway uh worldwide technologies raceway so yeah i'm super excited man it was uh last week was a lot was a lot of that was a lot of miles of racing that was a i loved every minute of it it was a long day of racing and it was a lot of fun so a little little bit lighter load this week but it's gonna be a good time as always can't wait to to watch some racing and uh, cash some bets Hop in the Slack channel because that is where we reside on race weekends where we talk about all of this, man. We break all down the bets, give you new bets, give you articles that Cody and I have both written over the course of the weekend, especially as we get more information with uh, practice and, and qualifying. And, I mean, folks lay out their entire betting cards. It's just... The community in that Slack channel, I just, we can't hype enough. And for those of you that have joined in the last couple of weeks, we appreciate you. We hope that you're enjoying your time there because uh, we certainly enjoy hanging out with you. And I mean, Cody was there before me. So, you know, everybody loves Cody. I'm just the new guy on the block. <laughs> hey, that's what got me this job was Rod discovering me in the Slack channel. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you don't know Slack, I mean, it's just a, it's like a discord type of app where you, you can just chat, you know, chat with in a room basically with, with other people. So if you go to sg.pn slash slack, uh, free, of course, like everything from the SGPN network, you jump in there, you got the NASCAR channel, there's F1, 
Canadian football, fantasy football, WNBA. I mean, the whole gambit of everything. But yeah, there, there's so much information in there. Uh, our boy Derek always sharing his stuff. Go Bearcats will share his cards. Polly's always got his crazy wild picks in there. Beijing yeah, Wings good. is kicking in there now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, all, all these guys, you know, contributing, sharing their thoughts on things and, and bets they find that they like. Um, yeah. And we, you know, we'll throw some stuff out there, throw out some extra bets that we don't put out anywhere else. Uh, yeah. And then again, yeah, share all of our articles that we, we do a lot of articles and, and whatnot throughout the week. Uh, you know, and as we get more information and, and stuff like that, share it all there and then chat during the race about what's going on or, you know, live bets, all that stuff. So great community. It's a lot of fun, keeps growing. And uh, we appreciate everybody in there. We certainly do. All right, Cody. Well, on, on top of Slack, where else can everybody find you on social media as we wrap up another episode of this podcast? You can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, usually try to share everything I have there. Last week, man, the content train was uh, nonstop with all the F1, Indy 500, all the, the races. Not not going to be cr- quite as crazy this week, but uh, I usually have an Xfinity article that comes out Saturday mornings, nice and fresh off the presses after we know where everybody's starting and all that uh, from the garage guys that I write every week. So definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, anything else I have, you'll find it there. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Of course, make sure to follow the gambling podcast at gambling or uh, sorry, gamble NASCAR gambling. Cody, you usually take that. Yeah, I'd miss that one. Damn. I dropped the ball on this <laughs> uh, one. That's all right. Your, your job is still safe. We're not going to call Derek yet. Hi, oh, Derek. Yes. <laughs> Uh, again, yeah, find me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez where you can find all the stuff that I produce for the SGPN, be it CFL Fantasy, be it NFL Fantasy, be it NASCAR, be it whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. Whatever sport you're into or want to get into, we there's a show for you on the SGPN network. Like, Sports Gambling Podcasts, just the, the main show, I mean, they cover a little bit of everything, but the NBA Gambling Podcast, you know, the finals are starting this week. I got that uh, that Dubs future at plus 500 and Steph at 9-1 to one win the MVP. So I'm going to be sweating that out this week. But, uh, you know, MLB gambling podcast, and then it gets crazy. There's WNBA. Of course, we got this NASCAR show. You got Zed horse Zed, racing. Yes. You, I mean, you got a new show with the Canadian Football League. Like anything and everything you want sports betting related, we either have or will have very soon because, uh, yeah, there's, there's nonstop content. So. Definitely check out, uh, just download the SGPN app. That's SGPN is what it's called. There's a contest in there that Rod talked about earlier with the NBA Finals. You can win 500 bucks. You can see all the shows there. There's like 25 different shows now or something like that. SportsGamblingPodcast.com. There's like 50 articles a day. I can hardly keep up reading them all. Every Anything and everything you want. Fantasy, sports, gambling, all of it. So definitely, definitely check out the whole the whole community and network of everything. But as always, we thank you for listening to this particular show because this is the one that keeps the lights on in this office and is able to keep me going. Uh, Again, Cody and I appreciate you listening. Uh, We also appreciate your reviews and all of the praise that you heap on us because we are egotistical folks that love nothing more than to hear you tell us we're awesome. So until next week, everybody, enjoy the weekend of racing. Cash some bets. Let's go racing and let it ride.